sounds so good to hear that music. I have missed that music. I know. I kind of closed my eyes and just felt at peace hearing it. I'm not going to lie. We're back, baby. Season two what? of the Story Worth Sharing podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Shepard, joined today by the amazingly talented Emmy Rodriguez. Wow. Hey, everybody. What's up? So, Emmy, it's been a while. It's been too long is what it's been. This is I've really missed this. Yes, I have too. And I feel like people may not know they've missed it, but when we when we're back, then they're gonna be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've missed it. Yeah, no, I think uh just just people in general, you know? And so getting to do this and just have conversations is gonna be really fun again, I think. Yeah, sure. so it's been ten months. You know, oh my gosh. N- nothing really big has happened in the last 10 months, right? No, I mean, here's the thing. I was thinking about it, and I think you feel a little better knowing that everyone else was in the same situation. <laughs> so you weren't like, FOMO wasn't a thing because yeah. nothing was happening. Yeah. So it was like a little easier. Um, I will say my creativity definitely had to come out a lot. You know, learned yes. a lot of new things, failed a lot of things, but that's okay. Okay, so what is, what's one thing that you have learned in the last, like learned how to do or creativity has come out in the last 10 months, putting you on the spot? So I spent a lot of time with my nieces in yeah. these 10 months because we live really close to each other. And so I had to get really creative with them and keeping them entertained. Yes, as well as keeping myself sane at the same time. Um, so I got to also see what it must be like to be a parent with with children and have to live that life. So I got to experience that. Yeah. Um, but it was really just trying to work. Remember what it was like to have an imagination a little bit and just be really creative um, and yeah. really and really joyful. But yeah, we did a lot of outside activities. Um, I picked up some chalk art. It doesn't. I mean, Ooh. it looked good in my opinion, but. Obviously didn't share it with anyone else. So, uh, so the, the world hasn't seen your <laughs> no, chalk art? No, it wasn't needed to be seen, but I felt impressed by it. I, I feel like it should have its own Instagram account. Chalk art by Emmy. Oh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. We'll, we'll see. I'm going to have to practice a little more before I feel confident to do this. That. You know, this is not the first time we've had a conversation about you starting a blog or Instagram page or whatever. Like we talked yeah, about. Yeah, what like, is that about uh, though? Traveling or tree. It was trees, oh. the different trees. Yeah. <laughs> it was the colorful trees. Yes. yes. Yeah. It, was a, it was a page that was supposed to be about like really cool trees if I if I actually traveled. Yes. Traveling the world. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all the different trees you would yeah. see. Yeah. That's right. So, well, we're excited to be back for season two. We have a great lineup for season two. We're going to really kind of focus in on the staff here at our church, Brazos Fellowship in College Station, Texas. We have some incredible people that we work alongside. And so you and I were just having some conversations. It's like, man, why why wouldn't we just spend some time? We've already featured a few of them, right? Right. So we had Greg Mendoza on the podcast. And uh, you and I obviously were episodes in season one, but just going to take the opportunity to tell some of the stories of the people that are on the staff with us. um, And really, I guess the commonality is they're on the staff, but they're just great people no matter what they're uh, occupation is. And so excited about that. And today we have our first guest of season two of the Story Worth Sharing podcast. Emmy, why don't you go ahead and introduce? Yes, our I get guest. to introduce one of my very best friends. We have Miss Kayla Powell today with us. What's up, Kayla? Hi, how are y'all? <laughs> 
She's here. You can't act shy. That's not you. I know. Well, uh, uh, it's because I had to be quiet that whole entire time, and I really wanted to contribute to like know, what y'all were saying. I, know. So I, was I was watching your face fist bumping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying supportive. to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If this was a uh, video podcast, which maybe maybe we will for season three, mm. but if this was a video podcast, then y'all would have seen uh, some excitement from Kayla as we were going through the intro, <laughs> talking about how we're back and she's fist pumping and yeah. getting yeah. all into it. Yeah. So. Uh, we're glad to have your support, Kayla. Yes, and always. Yeah. So, okay. We just told our listeners that we are going to be highlighting people that are on staff here at Brazos Fellowship. So why don't you, yes. as you introduce yourself, mm-hmm. why don't you just tell us what your role is here at Brazos Fellowship and maybe one of your favorite things about your job? Ooh, okay. So I am one of the worship coordinators here um, with my good old pal, Justin Gilbert. And we just basically make... The music happen on Sunday mornings. Um, But I think my favorite part about my job is just, honestly, it's the band. It's the family um, aspect that we have. It's the kind of unity that we're able to share with each other on and off the stage on Sunday. Because honestly, when you're on stage and you're able to lead people into like the presence of the Lord with those other people, it's like, I can't even explain it. Like, it's just that relationship and that bond that I have with them. It's unlike any of the other ones that I have with my other friends, which is great. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's unreal. And it's really cool to see them grow um, and them develop not only as musicians, but as people as well. So yeah, absolutely. Emmy Emmy is also one of those rock stars on yeah, the stage with you. Yeah, she is. Oh, let's not. Oh, let's but not. she but is. That's another very development new, in the last 10 new. months. Yeah, Emmy yeah. Emmy yeah. joined me on stage I and did. we sing together now. It's pretty it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I never thought it was going to happen. I would always hear you sing it's, harmony in the back seat when me and Chelsea, <laughs> a lot of different people, but yeah, it finally happened. Oh, it's, it's the best. I literally like jumped for joy when she was I, like, "I think I'm ready." I was like, <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Something good that has come out of the last 10 months is yes. getting Emmy Rodriguez on the stage. Retweeted. Thanks, I guys. said I said in the intro, the amazingly talented. You did. Multifaceted. Yeah. Emmy Rodriguez. Thanks. Sorry, this episode's not about no, you. No, no, yeah. Words yeah. of affirmation, I love it, but it's also not top priority for me. She's like, I'm starting uh, to sweat a little bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's not a fan in here. Oh, man. Yep. Amazing. Yep. Okay, Kayla, we will talk more about just your journey here at Brazos Fellowship yes. and, and how God is moving in your life now and, mm-hmm. and the person you are today. But I want to kind of backtrack, uh, maybe not like, I was born in 19, whatever, <laughs> uh, but... Just sharing a little bit about some of those key moments maybe mm-hmm. that have shaped the person that you are. Yeah. One, one of the reasons that we started this podcast was recognizing, I think that the average person doesn't necessarily give themselves credit for their story. Mm-hmm. They're like, I mean, nothing that exciting has happened. No one's going to write a book about it or make a movie. Yeah. But I, we both really believe everybody has a story worth sharing. Yeah. And, and there are these moments, there are these people that help shape us into who we are today. And mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about that. When yeah. you think about some of those like key moments that have shaped mm-hmm. who you are t- sitting here today, what would you say some of those are? Yeah, well, so I would say some of the key moments, I'll first start it off with the fact that I, I 
love my mom a lot. I actually have just got a tattoo of us um, when I, we, I was five years old. And I love her so much. And it's I, everyone loves their mom, whatever. But um, she was the person who really put down the foundation of faith in my life. And she was the first person who taught me truly what grace was and truly what forgiveness was and to just love people for who they are as they are. And so that was pretty foundational, especially when my parents got divorced when I was nine. Mm. Um, and it was a much needed divorce. And I will applaud both my parents in the sense that they have kept everything very civil since. Yeah. Um, one parent didn't try to pin us against the other parent. Um, that was really good. And I like, I kind of was baffled when I would hear some of my friends talk about their divorce stories and how bad they were. And I was just like, that was just not the case for me. Um, and so I'm very thankful for that. But um, my dad has struggled with alcoholism like on and off his whole entire life and so that's been a big key factor foundational thing in my life as well i've had moments where um i've been really disappointed by him i've had moments where i've been disappointed in where our relationship is i would say now i'm a lot stronger and we are a lot stronger me and him together um but that was a really big one as well he because of the absence that he had in a lot of areas in my life it made me kind of rely on different areas arenas in my life to try to fill what he didn't Mm -hmm. give me right and so one of those being boys um (laughs) shocker there um but it's crazy because i i've only had one boyfriend in my life Mm -hmm. and it that's another key moment i'll get to that in a minute but (laughs) i've only dated once but i just it i never had to like date them i just needed to have someone there like i just needed to and i would um i kind of was like a little bit of a player in high school unfortunately um and i would hear girls admit that very often (laughs) it's like you know you look at a guy and you're like oh my gosh he's a player (laughs) but for a girl to actually admit like yeah i was a bit of a player in high school there were so many guys that i like was not nice to and that i would lead on and then just drop like it just we are we are grown we are better because of it there you go there you go but that was a really big one and then my senior year of high school i um met a guy and we started dating and it was my first relationship and it was bad it was not good Mm. it was very toxic it was very manipulative very um honestly checking all the boxes of abuse basically and so that was pretty intense um and i didn't even realize how bad it was until like years later because i didn't have a lot of really good examples of what a healthy relationship looked like and so i just kind of was like "Mm, this is it and along around the same time i had uh, recently found out that my youth pastor who i really looked up to had an affair on his wife Mm -hmm. and so that was the one relationship Mm -hmm. i looked at and so it just like fell and so i didn't realize that it was even that bad of a relationship until like two or three years later when I got a job at a camp in Colorado, Camp Sunlight, which I absolutely adore. Another key moment in my life um, because I literally packed up and went to a camp where I knew absolutely no one. Yeah. And it was one of the best experiences ever. Um, but it was a moment in the second summer that I started working there. It was a moment when we were all in the kitchen and we were all just like, it was everyone was crying and we were all talking about these things that had we been carrying with us for so long and i finally just had the courage to like speak up about it and it was actually the reaction of the guys in the room that i knew that oh wow that really was this not okay, okay. Yeah, yeah this is not okay wow. and so that moment was when i was able to start healing from that mm. um and it was it was tough it was rough um but i learned so much about myself and I learned so much about like good healthy relationships from there and so that was a big one but 
when I got the job at Sunlight, I, first of all, I was like, I've been a counselor, camp counselor for a really, really long time, but I, at that m- moment in my life, was probably not at my best place to be um, <laughs> teaching yeah. kids about Jesus. But yeah. um, Jesus, he do be doing crazy things. Yes. And sometimes people see potential in you before you ever see it in yourself. Um, and so at that point when I applied... I just was very lost. I was uh, numbing in various ways. I was running from my problems and kind of not didn't have a lot of church hurt or anything like that, yeah. but I just wasn't in a church um, just because I grew up Church of Christ, which is, if y'all don't know anything about Church of Christ, they don't have any instruments. So That's I made so a, wild. I know, I yeah. made a Crazy. major jump to yeah. where I am today. And so I just kind of took a break for a little bit and then just googled camps in Colorado because I love Colorado and so I got a job there and it completely changed my life because it motivated me to when I got back home to google again shout out to google sponsor me um, <laughs> <laughs> um that I googled churches in this area and the only reason I picked Brazos Fellowship was because it was down the road where I currently lived yeah and I wanted to longboard to it like there you go weirdest reasons but priorities well you just got off of camp in Colorado yeah. like the whole I was on, thing I was on yeah. the like the, the hippie high the hippie yeah. high yeah. whatever the hippie high. Um, but I sent an email to Dawson about singing um, in the band, which like I had never done. I had pretty bad stage fright. I don't know why I did that. I just did it. Like one day I was just like, I just got to I just need to find people. I just need to like find a really good group of friends. And so I did that and sang there for a year and then asked for a job and got one. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy in and of itself, because, again, I was not at a really good place to probably have the job that I did at the age I was at. But. Again, sometimes people see potential in you yeah. before you see it in yourself. Mm. So, yeah. so and, I mean, I think it's so crazy because, and you've mentioned this several times, like there have been these moments and these seasons where if you were deciding your own fate or destiny mm-hmm. or direction, it probably wouldn't have been where you ended up because you mm-hmm. would have like disqualified yourself or self-eliminated and been like, no, like when I look in the mirror, I'm probably not the right person to fill that role. Um, but there were these times where now looking back, you're like, these were some of the most pivotal moments in oh, my yeah. life. Some of the most pivotal circumstances of I, I j- either just put myself out there or somebody just saw something in me and, mm-hmm. and brought me along mm-hmm. even when I probably by all standards shouldn't have been in the place yeah. that I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I don't know. I think those are probably the biggest things. Another thing was like graduating from college um, because I'm one of those people that have stuck around post graduating from A and M. I yeah, whoop. I'm like the worst Aggie ever to anyone. So listen, hey, you're wearing your listening. Aggie rings. You're yeah. not the worst. I Aggie. do be boasting about That's my Aggie right. ring. Yeah. Yeah, I do you love do. my. You worked Aggie hard ring. for that. Thing. I did. Yeah. I did. I cried that day. Yeah, you did. <laughs> All the emotions, but um, it was a. Very, very huge transition for me going from college to full-time because I had worked Mm -hmm. part-time here at the church and then got offered to work full-time. And I was just like, oh, it's going to be such a simple transition. I already know what I'm doing. And it was not that (laughs) at all. I like was way more tired than I already was. Like I already in, in college, I never pulled an all nighter. I was always in bed asleep by 12. Like I've just, I'm, I'm old soul. I, yes, I'm an old soul. I am an early riser. I love the mornings. I've been up since five and I'm still going great. Like, awesome. <laughs> um, but it was a really, I just felt very tired and it was just a really huge adjustment of the fact of like, who am I now as an adult, mm. as a young adult? Yeah. Like what wow. does that look like? And 
the excuse of, oh, I can't, like, I can't be broke because I'm a college kid anymore. I'm a broke because yeah. I'm bad with my money. Like, it's all, yes, it's all yeah. these things. And I had to learn so much about finances. I had to learn about getting a new car and living on my own and like what living with a roommate. Cause I used to live with, um, our friend Chelsea and that was really great, but it was also hard at some points because she was a college student at one point and I was full time. Yeah. And so it's, what did that look like? And that in and of itself was something that me and her like had to really kind of figure out. She taught me a lot about myself, taught me a lot about, um, areas that I needed to grow in and it was amazing it was but she is a big reason to why I felt like I had always wanted to live alone because I love my alone time and yeah. my space um, and she was a really big reason in part for why I felt like I could do it and mm. and so it was a lot of different things a lot of different pressure um, and I still don't have it all figured out and I don't think I will ever have it figured out I think we're learning as we go here there's no way there's no way yeah but I would say those are probably the biggest like I guess like key points in my life that I can look back on and be like this is when things changed Mm. forever and they've been awesome I honestly I love sharing stories because I'm a huge advocate of like meeting with people and i'm just like what brought you here to this coffee shop to this place right now like i want to know highs and lows and it's just it's so intriguing and so yeah yeah so good Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean chris hit on a minute ago about how i mean these are all big moments and he even kind of brought up how there are people that walk with you in that and Mm -hmm. help you in those moments and you talked about your sweet mama miss kelly who i'm a big fan of (laughs) even chelsea and would love to know more about them and even who else like walked with you in those moments Mm -hmm. and even just moments today yeah um well both of you (laughs) were people that have walked with me um I think I went a really good portion of my life not having good community Mm. like not having good friends um and I and that's not saying that all my friends were bad but like as a whole they just like weren't super great i don't want to sidetrack too much but i want to ask you a question about that do you feel like you knew that in the moment like hey this is probably not the best community or do you feel like it was when you experience good community you can look back and say that wasn't as good as it could have been both yeah Yeah. i think it was both i think i knew that i didn't have really good friends but like i'm from a small town so i didn't have Mm. a lot of options sure um and i think it was more evident of in college when i was like oh i i really need to get more like-minded friends Mm. um and now looking at the community i have today i look back on it and i'm like why did I even have those friendships? Yeah. Like, and so I think it's a combination of the two. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, but actually, I'm very lucky in the sense that most of my super close friends that I had in college have also stuck around. Um, and so I've had I have really great community, like I said, with um, the people in the band. But I also have it with like Emmy and Chelsea and um, two of my other best friends, BK and Maddie. And I feel like I also was. Um, I didn't have a lot of girlfriends growing up. Yeah. Like I just kind of hung out with the guys most of the time. Cause, Cause you were a player. Oh no. Um, oh, actually, I don't know when I'm going to move on from you admitting that. So <laughs> honestly, honestly, um, I, maybe that's probably why the girls didn't like me also. Um, but, um, I, for the first time in college knew what good girlfriends looked yeah. like. Mm hmm. And now I, like, rarely hang out with any of my guy friends. Like, I love them. They're great. But, like, I only really hang out with my girlfriends because, man, it is 
It's just amazing. And I, I read something one time and it was like, don't waste your life trying to find your soulmate. Try to find your like your person, your yeah. your best friend and like your your girl community. And I'm like, first of all, I'm like a girl power kind of girl. And so I'm like, heck yeah, go women. Um, but it's just been really cool having them like walk along side me in so many different arenas and I think something that's really special to me is the fact that like things that I talk to like Chelsea and Emmy about I don't talk about with BK and Maddie and it's not that it's like oh I can't tell them or whatever it's just like they they are my different friends for different purposes yeah. and I yeah. can like confide in them with different right. things and when I'm struggling with different things and it's just it's really cool because I feel like all the arenas in my life get hit and it's also cool to figure out how I can be a better friend to them and it challenges me and so honestly it's just amazing I would say my girl group is pretty great I also have some pretty great mentors I the Sheridans um Ryan our tech guy and his wife Andrea and their uh, little four-year-old Asher uh, who I'm obsessed with I absolutely (laughs) love him they I all started with just me babysitting Asher and it has turned into I'm over at their house on Wednesday nights um and they have helped me through so many so many different events in my life and they have been a really good example for me of what a healthy like great functioning relationship marriage looks like and it's just it's really cool because my family's like four hours away from me and so it's nice feeling like I have them as like that family for me and then my wonderful mentor Taylor she started mentoring me like six months ago but homegirl has been changing my life like (laughs) she and it's and it's actually this is I think one of my favorite stories because I feel like there's not I don't have a lot of like holy moments I guess in my life (laughs) where like I just I knew that God was just directly speaking to me in that moment Taylor came in kind of had some stuff happen last summer and so she came into my office to just talk with me and check with me I really we hadn't talked much like at all prior and when she left I literally immediately was like you need to ask her to be your mentor and it, I tell her all the time, well, she'll like say something and I'm like, how did, how did Jesus know that so well? Like, and it's just, she is someone who's oh, super man. direct with me. She's not afraid to yeah. like, be like, mm-hmm. stop doing that. That's not good for you. And that is something that I need because I am stubborn as stubborn can be. And I need somebody who can just kind of call me out <laughs> on my stuff. And that is what she has been doing. And it's been just phenomenal yeah there's obviously a lot of other people um in my life that i carry very close to me but i think those are probably the the big ones yeah that's so awesome i also love just as you were talking about the sheridans and how you mentioned earlier that your youth pastor right Mm -hmm. you had looked up to him and and, and in a lot of ways i imagine whether you knew this at the time or not like he was modeling for you what a godly relationship looked like what a godly marriage looked like Mm -hmm. and then he makes a mistake and has this affair, right? And then, and your parents also get a divorce. So there's this broken and distorted view now yeah. of what relationships should look like. And yet God redeems that mm-hmm. years later, yeah. I'm not trying to call you old, but oh, you know, okay. years later, yeah. <laughs> um, by bringing the Sheridans into your life oh, yeah. and saying, Hey, I know that people have let you down in the past. And I know mm-hmm. you've seen brokenness in relationships and that is part of relationships. Yeah. They're going to be broken. We're all yeah, humans. Right. But there is hope, and I want to show mm-hmm. you a picture of what that can look like with yeah. Ryan and Andrea. I love and, that. And they're also very, like, authentic with me. Mm-hmm. Like, they obviously, like, they have their, like, 
things that they talk about and they keep to themselves, but they also, cause something that is very important to me is authenticity and yeah. just people like being real. It's like, I don't want to see a couple that is happy all the time. I want to see a couple yeah. who struggles, but are relying on each other and relying on God through the struggle. Like I want to see what that looks like. And they've modeled that really well for me and just being able to hear that like hey yeah we have our arguments and stuff but at the end of the day we know that we are backing each other up and yeah. like that is the really really cool thing so that's just something i admire about them i just adore them so yeah it's awesome yeah. They're, they're they're good people yeah i'll have to or i'm working on ryan we'll convince him yeah. hopefully oh he'll, my gosh hopefully he'll be on the season two <laughs> I, of Story hope so. I want people to know more yes. of ryan <laughs> That will be the funniest episode that we'll oh, have for sure. Accurate. Yeah. That might be so. your hardest editing job you'll ever have to True. do, maybe. True. I don't know. I man. don't know. Oh, man. That just makes me excited. You you mentioned like in your interactions with Chelsea as a roommate and like some things that she taught you about yourself and, and even as you were transitioning from college to uh, what we'll call adulthood, right? Yeah. And, and learning that. I love how you said, I'm not broke because I'm a college student. I'm broke because I'm bad with my money, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's, that is a really important lesson to <laughs> learn. Is, it's like, it oh, is. wait, this is on me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I actually should take ownership yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other just things that you've learned about yourself? I, I'm, I'm curious specifically in the context of faith yeah. And you may not have notes for this because I'm going a little off. Okay, oh, but but <laughs> you you mentioned earlier that your mom was such a, a pivotal part of kind of modeling and showing you what mm-hmm. grace looked like and, and introducing you to faith. But then, as you told your story, you talked about multiple seasons where you were in a, a faith environment, yeah. right at Sunlight and here at Brazos Fellowship, and you're like. I probably shouldn't have been in that place, right? So where where was that shift for you? What were some of those things that you learned about yourself that got you to a place where you, you not that we're perfect, mm-hmm. not that you're perfect, and you always get it right, yeah. but that you can recognize your brokenness and then stand up on that stage week in, week out, and be like, hey, God can use me to lead people into his presence, um, yeah. even though I'm a broken mm-hmm. individual. I don't think, like I said, I don't feel like I've had a lot of holy moments in my life. So I don't think it was one specific thing. I think it was a snowball effect. Yeah. I will say my first year leading worship here. So I've led worship for six years, been on staff for five. The first year I was, my my big toe was in the water and that was it. Like I was not into (laughs) it. Like I was still very back and forth. And when I got my job here, that was when it started, like, I don't know, like, piecing everything together. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that I love about this church is who they say they are on a Sunday morning is who they are Monday through Saturday as mm-hmm. well. And like I said early, earlier, authenticity means a lot to me. And so being able to see that and also being able to, like, feel like I can be myself um, and, like, that's very important to me as well. And so I felt like I could like bring my baggage with me here and I never felt judged because of it. And so that was really, really important. And so that, that kind of like started it for me. And I I will say like, I I remember it was January. I don't remember what year it was, but (laughs) it it was January. Um, it, and I was singing what a beautiful name on stage. And there was this shift that happened. And I don't know. I will we'll call it the Holy Spirit. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what I woke up feeling that day. But I remember leaving and being like, I will never lead a worship song the same again. I wow. won't. And so, and I, and I haven't. And I remember having my bosses 
tell me that next month, like there's something that's happened. There's something yeah. that's changed. And I was just like, yeah. I don't know. Like it, it was in that moment where I was like, I get it. Like I understand it now. And I haven't turned back. And that's not me saying that. Like I still don't have those moments like every now and then where I'm not a hundred percent in it because sure. that's just life and mm-hmm. life wavers. But ever since that moment, I was just kind of like, okay, like I can't back out of it now. So. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What would you say are some other things you've learned along the way? Um, so much um, because I am a three and I am obsessed with self-development, um, <laughs> which is accurate. I actually literally Wait, just... Wait, I'm a three. Am I supposed to be obsessed with self-development? Oh, no. Um, you read books all the time, Chris. Are they, I don't read any are they, books about the Enneagram, though. Are so. they fiction or nonfiction? No, I don't read nonfiction books. I mean, I don't read fiction books. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes, development. I got like, I got like five <laughs> pages into... I, I, Okay, so in 20, whatever, what is this, 21? Yeah, 2020, yeah, I read like 49 books or something, mm-hmm. right? And so in 2021, I was like, you know, I literally every single one of them was nonfiction. So yeah. leadership books and mm-hmm. whatever, like all nonfiction. And so I was like, okay, 2021, I just want to mix it up a little bit. And I've never read Harry Potter. And <laughs> I, it, again, if we were video podcast, you have seen the look of absolute shock on Emmy's face and maybe a little bit of judgment as well. No, um, oh. But I've oh. never, I've never read Harry Potter, and so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna give this a shot. Yeah. I love to read, whatever. I got like 12 pages in, and was like, not no, for me. Not for I me. can't do it either. I am not a fiction book person at all. The only fiction book, but this was based on a true story, is Tuesdays <laughs> with Maury, and okay. that's like right. about it. But I literally am, and it's funny because this wasn't in college because I was forced to read in college, right? Exactly. But mm-hmm. Ever since I graduated, I've just been trying. I listen to podcasts. I just, I just want to figure out how I can better myself. And um, we actually, we talked about this um, on the other podcast about boundaries because yes, I read the yeah. book called Boundaries, and that that book actually changed my life mm. because I was somebody who was saying yes for the wrong reasons. I was somebody who was overextending myself mm. um, just because I'm a people pleaser really badly, and. It was in that moment when I was reading those books how important it was for me to like establish those boundaries with people in my life. And I now it's so easy for me to say no if I'm not <laughs> in it. I'm like, nope, not doing yeah. it. Like, oh, and, for sure. And so that was really, really, really big for me. And I honestly, I need to reread it again because it was it's a big book and there's a lot of different concepts in it. But um, that was really, really big. And um, I think that so. 2019 was like a like transformation year for me. I um, I prayed a very bold prayer at the mm. beginning of the year, and I didn't realize how bold it was until like I told Andrea, and Andrea was like, "You prayed that," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, yeah." Well, <laughs> can I take it back? Yeah, I <laughs> um, no, I, I couldn't. And God was like, "All right, you asked for it." At the beginning of 2019, I said, "God, I want you to reveal every deeply rooted issue that I have in my life." Holy smokes. A big, big, and big he good did. for you. Yeah. And he did. Yeah, at go. the beginning of the year, it was like very minor things. And then at the end of the year, it was like, I have issues with my parents. Like, it was yeah. everything. <laughs> like, And it was very, very tough. Like, God bless Chelsea, um, because we were living together at the time. And I think it was all over the place because I... And it mostly happened because our mine and Chelsea's first semester living together was like pretty rough. And I was a pretty big factor into that. And I didn't like how I was treating her. I didn't like what I was offering her, not only as a roommate, but as a friend. And so I kind of took a really hard look and I was like, I don't want to be this person. And so 
I, um, the Lord did his thing and he kept revealing thing after thing. And so it was one of the toughest years that I've ever gone through. Um, and then 2020 happened. Um, and it just, I don't know, it just completely changed me. And, um, it's really cool. Like the brain, you have like neurological pathways and you can, if you train your brain enough, you can change them. Mm -hmm. And I'm a firm believer of that because there are things that I never thought I was able to do that I can do today. Um, and thought processes that I can do as well. And so, so many different things change. And a big part of that, um, was I started taking my like health seriously, Mm -hmm. like physical health, mental health, all the healths. Um, (laughs) and, I started working out and I started like noticing with all of that, that my confidence was, um, changing. And I've always been someone that people tell me that I come off as a very confident person. That was very false confidence Mm -hmm. for a very long time. Um, it was a complete show. It like, I was a insecure little girl on the inside. And so I started noticing that my confidence started not only being on the outside, but it also started reflecting who I was on the inside. And it's more just confidence of who God has made me to be. Um, I have been a feisty person since birth, and I always felt very shameful for that, or I felt very shameful for the fact that like I couldn't speak out a, a, about certain things, and I started getting more confident in being able to say things that I want to say and not just like sitting back and being quiet. And so... That was really big, and I'm still like, I'm still working on it, but I'm actually like, very proud of myself yeah. um, for all the confidence that I've been able to get. And a lot of that was also me spending a lot of time with the Lord and being vulnerable with my friends. Nobody likes to be vulnerable. I really don't like to <laughs> yeah. be vulnerable, but I had to, Preach. yeah, I had to be honest <laughs> with people. Um, and so, and that honestly, like, with all of that, it led, and I'm, I'm happy that it all happened in 2019, because 2020 was a whirlwind of a year, as it was for every single person. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I, by the beginning of August, I went from a worship assistant to a worship coordinator, and overnight, I was just, like, an, again, an assistant, and then I was literally in charge of ministry, yeah. and it was really scary. Um, I knew what I was doing, but then at the same time, I knew nothing of what I was doing. Um, and I was also freaking out because I was a single woman in charge of a ministry. And I was like, what is going on? And like, I have all these things going on in my life. And then I'm trying to like, keep the band together. Um, and it, all of that growth and all that progress, I felt like was a good foundation for that to happen and so and now things are great i got justin along my side and it's been it's been really nice having him to be able to work with Uh, we work really well together and so yeah i would say eh, there's probably a lot more i could talk a lot but i'm not (laughs) going to so yeah i mean i have gotten to be a part of some of those moments and i've got to hear your conversations about you know the transformative things that have happened and mm-hmm. how you've had realizations. And so I'm really proud because of like to see who you are and to, like how hard you've worked and you just talked about a lot of things you were learning. And so what would you say now, like are disciplines that are a part of your walk and things that you're consistently trying to do to, to remain in that, like with mm-hmm. your mental health and your physical yeah. health and spiritual health as well. Oh yeah. Um, well, all the health, all, all the health, <laughs> um, everybody prioritize all your health. Yes. Um, I would, 
say the number one most important thing to me is quiet time. And quiet time was something that I had to learn because um, I have always struggled reading the Bible. I've always struggled like trying to find parts that apply to me or something that I can dive deeper on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I used to feel really, I guess, bad about the fact that I didn't feel like I was super um, into the Bible all the time. But I started trying to shift my perspective. I was like, quiet time does not always have to look like a Bible Mm -hmm. and a notebook side by side. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. But it doesn't always have to look like that. And so no matter what your version of quiet time is prioritizing that every Mm. single day. I'm a morning person. And so I do it in the morning. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I um, just worship Mm -hmm. like it without music. I'll just like either sing a song that I know, or I don't know. Sometimes I'll just babble words and it makes sense in the moment and (laughs) then it doesn't. But, um, Having that moment or and something I really love to do is I love going outside in my backyard with my dogs and just sitting and looking around. And because I think one thing that I am really learning and I think I think you and I talked about this a podcast with Shelly Giglio and her talking yeah, about quiet yeah. faith. Mm-hmm, I love it. And that was really big because I'm a loud person and mm. I've always been a loud person and feel like I have to say my faith. And Mm -hmm. she really, like, challenged me to be quiet in my faith. And so, and not even just, like, shh, but, like, (laughs) letting your actions basically speak louder than your words. But sitting in the stillness and sitting in that quiet, like, Mm -hmm. that is when he speaks to you. And it's not this audible thing. It's just this, like, I don't know, this overwhelming, like, peace or this overwhelming calmness or something that, like, I'll just literally be, like, sitting there and then something, ow, um, I just hit myself in the head. <laughs> Man, we, we really should be a Dang video podcast. this is the one we missed. <laughs> um, okay, we got this. Um, sometimes I'll just be sitting there and a thought will just pop into my head and I, like, literally wasn't even thinking about that, but I was like, that was the Lord. Like, that was the Lord. And so I think uh, growing up, people would say, like, the Lord will speak to you. And I was like, I don't hear him. Where is he? Um, and yeah. so I've had to learn that it doesn't, it isn't like that um, all the time. And so, but prioritizing your quiet time is the number one most important thing. And then the second is loving yourself the way Jesus loves you. And I do not think people, and I think people in the Christian community struggle with this a lot. Because a lot of times you're told, uh, don't love yourself, it's selfish, like put others before Mm -hmm. yourself. But Jesus also says to love others as you love yourself. So you can only love someone at the maximum capacity that you love yourself and who Jesus has made you to be. And so making sure, like being confident in who God made you to be and not wanting to change that either and being like, these are the strengths that he has given me and I'm going to embrace those. And in my weaknesses, I'm going to listen and I'm going to Mm -hmm. figure out ways that I can grow in them. Um, And so I think, and that honestly, that looks like a lot of different things for a lot of people. That's therapy. Like I'm a big advocate of Jesus and therapy going and taking care of things because sometimes there are just really big things that happen in your life that you need professional help with. And there's no shame in that whatsoever. And that doesn't make you a bad Christian. That doesn't like make you needy or anything like that. It makes you human. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think that prioritizing those two things are the most important things in my life. And that's where I've seen the most growth um, and the most change in my life. And I am able to 
love others better when I am loving myself and reminding myself of this is who Jesus and yeah. God made me to be, and I'm going to embrace that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That Wow. I Clip that, rewind, I listen know. to it again, the idea of loving yourself, and, and I love how you said love your neighbor as you love yourself, and so only to the maximum level that you love yourself can you possibly love your neighbor. That is rich, mm-hmm. Kayla. Yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, that's so rich. So with that in mind, how does this all begin to play itself out in your love for others and just the overflow and the expression of your life? What, when you put all of this stuff together, how does that begin to play itself out in your life? Yeah. Um, I think something that is really important to me, um, is I really want to figure out how the people in my life receive love the best. Mm. Um, because sometimes a lot of the times, um, the love that we receive is what we give to people and that's not always what other people want like um i don't really like gifts and i don't really like physical touch that much and so somebody if they're showing their love for me in that way i'm gonna be like "Mm, it's okay but if you do some acts of service (laughs) and we're some quality time i'm all about it like love that kind of stuff so trying to figure out how the people around me receive that love best mm. really matters to me and also I am like an Enneagram nerd and like I love I mean my degree was in psychology what what do you expect yeah um but I really love learning that about my friends as well and figuring out like how I can help them when they're stressed out or um oh they seem really drawn away because of this reason and so I try to do that a lot um and I also really have been trying to make my inner circle tight Mm -hmm. and keeping those people that need to be there there and then the people on the outside i still love them but it's a different type of love than than i have for my inner circle because inner circle are the people that like they can call me whenever i'm gonna drop things but the outer circle i'm like "Mm, let's let's pick a date let's try to figure something out um but i think it's all about like just getting to know people honestly and i think the biggest thing for me is, again, I love hearing people's stories. And so n- telling people that, like, they have an ear mm-hmm. and, like, just being a sounding board for a lot of people, which sometimes can be hard for me because I love giving advice and I love <laughs> um, putting my input in. But I've been, like, really, really challenged in this past, like, couple of years to just sometimes the best thing to do is just sit back and listen mm-hmm. yeah. and be like, I understand and I get why you are feeling the way you're feeling. And so, and just being there for people. And like, I think for me growing up, like I heard like sacrifice and being self, uh, selfless towards people. Don't be selfish. And I think I looked at that in a not healthy mindset sometimes Mm. thinking that I had to constantly just like, I don't know, like put myself to the side to be selfless for all these people. But sometimes the like, most selfless thing you can do for someone is being honest yeah. in that way. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's a combination of those things. And I think honestly, um, Jesus did it best. And mm-hmm. a lot of times when I am really like trying to figure out how to handle a certain situation, I literally will either open up my Bible or I will sit back and I'll be like, literally, what would Jesus do? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. we need to bring those bracelets back. Yeah, we feel go. like they've been out of style long enough. Like they can, uh, yeah, they can, they come, can come back. back. They, they can back. come back. My yeah. mom jeans are back in style, so that's we can bring right. those back. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, I think that's probably the main thing for me, um, where I feel like I can show that love to others well. So, so good, so good. 
I, I just want to commend you because I feel like I've known you now for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And obviously I don't know you like Amy knows you or Chelsea knows you or whatever, nor should I. Um, <laughs> but I, man, just seeing how like this journey that mm-hmm. you've been on and the the growth personally, relationally, spiritually, like it's been super cool to see and to experience that. And, I, you know, I one thing I love is you said you love authenticity. What you're saying is who you are. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. y- you mean this. Like it's not just, oh, I read this in a book and heard this podcast. And so it's like, it's a good idea. You should try it. It's like, no, that's really who you are. You you embody these things and these lessons are like a part of your DNA now. And so, man, I you're you're good people. Oh, thanks. Okay, so before we let you go, okay, we have a little bit of a game. It's a oh, segment oh on gosh. our podcast that we call Sound Off, and Emmy is going to explain this segment of the Story We're Sharing podcast. I'm so I'm so excited. I know. I need you to this. <laughs> so we have six songs, and we're only gonna play four seconds. And you need to name the song and who it's by. Oh, my Lanta. And so, but I picked the song, okay. so you know. All right. And oh I my gosh, feel, there's Ban Camino in there, isn't I it? I feel like you will be confident. It might take you a little longer on some of them, but you okay. should know all of these. Oh my gosh, I have I'm full confidence in you. Okay. Yep, that's it. I'm excited. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, now, full disclosure, I already ruined one of them. We're yeah, going to do yeah, it yeah. anyway, but you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I accidentally hit the button before we started. And <laughs> amazingly, literally like half a second played and you're like, is that? But I knew that's the one you would know anyway. So it's like, it won't matter if you play half a second. She's going to know that one. And yeah, like, and, and listeners, you're probably going to know this one as well. But we're just going to start you out easy. All right. You, you know it. So we're just going to start you out easy. Okay, here it is. It is song one of the sound off with Caleb Powell. Okay. You ready for this? It's ABBA, Dancing Queen. Yes, it is. Yes, oh, my it is. gosh. If I could go back in time and watch one band, it would be them. There you go. I love Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mamma Mia. I know oh. that's, okay, like, full disclosure, that's the only reason I know that song. Yeah. Was it written for Mamma Mia? No, it's okay. a, the band ABBA. Yeah, sure. Um, and it's just, like, all of their songs, um, okay. which is amazing. I yeah. geek out. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> okay, you're one, one for one. All right, okay. Good, good way to start. Okay, here is song number two of Sound Off. Come on, skinny love. Bon Iver. Yeah. And I pronounced it right. Justin would you be did. so proud. <laughs> he was kind of holding my breath. I was like, she can do it. I said Bon Iver. I and when I did that I in front of Justin for the first time, he was like insulted <laughs> by it. If you are a Bon Iver fan, then you would be insulted yeah, if somebody fair. said it wrong. So that's, that's If you would have picked fair. any of, of any other of his songs, I would not have gotten. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Emmy, maybe you took it too easy on her. I know. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> she is the worship coordinator. I didn't want to be like, she knows no music. You know that's, what I'm that would have been embarrassing. I, was, yeah. I didn't want that to I should have slipped one in here just, oh. just to mix it up a little. Okay, so you're two for two. Let's see okay. if you can keep it up. All right. Number three. <gasps> oh, Daphne Blue acoustic oh version gosh. by the band Camino. Oh, my gosh. I was trying to trick her, but I also knew how passionate she was about the acoustic I version love of the this acoustic song. version. Oh, I jammed so hard <laughs> We're like two seconds in, and I her know. face lights up, and the she's like, "Oh, oh, oh I know also, exactly what this that's, is." That's my. So we got Abba, and then we got the Band Camino. The Band Camino, just my heart. Like literally, you can look at my Spotify right now. My most recent is the Band Camino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, good for you. Three for three. <laughs> Killing. We're halfway it. there. Let's see if you can keep it up. Okay. All here's right. here's the next song. Song four of the Sound Off. Uh, done. Dun, 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 dun. It's the weekend. 
I don't know what it is, but Uh-oh. I can do the dance, the Uh-oh. TikTok dance. Oh, um, I say, ooh, I'm blinded by the lights. <laughs> it's the lights, right? I can feel you. I can feel yeah, you. Yeah, you had its blinding lights. Blinding lights. Oh, okay. I got a half yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you basically it. got it. Right. Okay. You got it right. I really wish I would have seen the dance, though. <laughs> Another vote for we needed a video. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Okay. So we will be, we'll be working on moving this to a video <laughs> podcast soon. Okay. So it's song five. Here we go. Oh, we're never gonna give it up. <laughs> Wait, hold on. How do you the know name these? of the song though? A chocolate by the 1975. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I told you I tailored these pretty well for you. Yeah. Like I knew you would know them. Yeah. So I w- recognized that song yeah. as it was playing. I would never in a million years been able to tell you the name of the song or, or who, who sang it. Well, yeah. notice how I had to go into my little bubble to yeah. laugh. <laughs> really? Those neural pathways you were talking it about. Was. It was. <laughs> I was like taking I use I jam out to that song in my car, so I was like going back to she, me like, driving. The, she left the room for a moment. I don't I know. Did. It was an out of body experience with Caleb Powell on the Story Wars Training Podcast. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, let's see if you can get it perfect. Oh my gosh, I'm so the, nervous. The final song. Here we go. I yes. don't think yeah, I don't think yes. I knew that one. Oh, you, okay. You I will. knew I thought this would trip you up, but you will know this one hundred percent. Okay, let's keep it going. Dance with me under the Oh, it's Justin. Oh. If it's not you, it's yeah. not How anyone. many times did you sing that? It was one day. and I, Oh, I like, came that, to rehearsal and I was like. That was all you were singing on repeat. Like every time there was a break. And I was like, all right, I'm Kayla. so old. Um, it's really for the fact that like I, um, when something's really popular, I don't know why. I'm just like, I don't want it. Yeah. Um, so then I'm really late to a lot of things. And so <laughs> with this song, I was like singing it rehearsal like two weeks ago. I was like, I love this song. <laughs> But uh, okay, five or six. Yeah, no, I'm a little, I'm a wee bit disappointed, but it's fine. Oh, I was listening to him on the way here. Oh yeah, this whole album. If it's not you, it's not anyone. Nice, nice, well done. Okay, five or six. That's that's good. That's good. And honestly, so that that was actually four seconds. But it literally, like, 4.1 seconds, he started singing, and you instantly knew it. So ah. if we had given you five seconds, you would have yeah. gotten all that's six. That's why I cut it off at four, because I was like, that's the song that might trip up just yeah. because he doesn't sing until exactly at that point. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I'll do five or six, and I'm a, I'm a journal about it later. All right. Well, <laughs> mental health, everyone. Mental yeah, that, health. that therapy we talked about, this is going to come up soon. It's like I was on this podcast, and they threw me under the bus. I'm a music person, and Yeah. Sorry if we scarred you. That's okay. It's okay. It's fine. (laughs) Man, this has been so, so good. Thank you, Kayla, for for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing your story. Emmy, it's so good to be back. Oh, that's amazing. This feels so good. Yeah. It's so fun. (laughs) I, I actually went back and was um, listening like to some of our intros and stuff from the previous season. And one of the things towards the end of the season is we wanted people to help us come up with a name for our listeners, like the community people that listen. And we don't have that yet. So oh, yeah. we, we need to work, really on work on that. Yeah, we need to work on that. I think we said, yeah. what's up, fam? But that's... What's up, fam? What's yeah. up, fam? Yeah. <laughs> we can do better. <laughs> so help us do better. Give yourself a name. Keep listening. We love you guys so much. And we will see you... Next time on the Story We're Sharing podcast, season two is back, baby. That's right. Bye, friends.